Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the brand new Las Vegas Raiders. This is the Raiders Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor, Marcus Mosher. All right, welcome into the show. Just a quick note right off the bat. This will be our final podcast episode of the spring. We take it a step back as we enter the early summer months and the NFL offseason finally starts to calm down a little bit. Really never slows. This is like the only technical slow time, Marcus. Uh, but I did want to say right off the bat, I think you might echo some of this. And I really enjoy doing this show. It's been a blast. In August, it'll be a full year since we started. And I just wanted to say right off the jump here to all the Raiders fans out there who have uh, supported our rants about Gruden and Mayhawk and everything we've talked about. <laughs> Uh, just appreciate everyone for helping to make the last year a success. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, doing this again here. You know, once the season starts, but we we need some we need a couple of weeks off, right, Ryan? We need to reset, enjoy our summer, and we'll be back. Uh, you know, next year even better than ever. I don't know about you, man. I can't I can't picture you taking any time off. Honestly, I don't think that's in your DNA. <laughs> uh, we'll take a little bit of time off, but 2022 draft uh, prep has already started. So yeah, don't course. you worry. Of course. All right, well, let's start here. Analysts believing that Gruden would give up anything to get Aaron Rodgers. Let's just jump right off the, you know, right into the deep end. No need to like get into the the shallow end and you know wade our way in, Marcus. We'll jump right into the deep end. Um, actually, with all the rumors about Aaron Rodgers, and I think the most likely scenario is he ends up in Green Bay and they reconcile and that whole thing. But if he were mm-hmm. to somehow get traded, we've talked about it a little bit in previous episodes. I do think Vegas makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Number one being that you could send Derek Carr in a package and all of a sudden Green Bay has a built-in security blanket as they groom mm-hmm. Jordan Love because we have not seen Jordan Love play football yet, not in the preseason. I don't think he was active for a game last year for Green Bay. So even if they want to transition to Jordan Love over there, they don't even know what they have yet. They have to see him on a football field in the NFL. So if the Raiders could package a Derek Carr and a couple first-round picks maybe and, and maybe maybe more, whatever the Packers are wanting, that would be interesting, at least, if that was a thing. And it seems like a lot of people out there think John Gruden would be just the guy to do it. I mean, I think John Gruden would love the chance to do it. And really? I do think, yeah, of course he would. And I think, I think, yeah, get up is right. I, I think he would trade any member of his family for the opportunity <laughs> yes. uh, to coach Aaron Rodgers for a year. I mean, listen, from a, from a football standpoint, it makes a ton of sense. The Raiders have weapons. They have Darren Waller, who is one of the best tight ends in the league. They've got Henry Ruggs, who can make plays down the field. They've got a good running game, a, a reliable slot receiver in Hunter Renfro. It does make a lot of sense. And if Rodgers is looking for a place to kind of extend his career, go play in some nice weather, like what Tom Brady did leaving New England to go to yeah. play in Tampa. Tom seems happy uh, over there, too, out in Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can go play in the Dome 10, 12 games out of the year. I do think that that would be appealing for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so in this hypothetical trade, the Packers would receive Derek Carr, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick. 
And then who knows? Maybe you have to add more. And then the Raiders will get Aaron Rodgers and a fourth rounder. You're, you're already in. Done. Let's do it. I mean, that's perfect, right? I mean, that, that would be phenomenal for the Raiders. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, that's a, you know, one of the better offers that the Packers get because how many other teams are going to be able to offer, you know, a quarterback on a very, very team friendly contract and multiple first round picks? I, I just don't see it. No, I think for that very reason, uh, a team that, you know, like the Broncos, I feel like the Raiders can offer the better comp because of Carr. He can, they can put Carr mm-hmm. in that package. You send Drew Locke over there, it's not the same thing. You, you're sending like a veteran over there to help Jordan Love. So yeah, I like that. That's something this summer as that thing develops, like does it go into the regular season? That's something that'll pick up steam as we go. I'll be watching Marcus from afar. Maybe the dream's still alive. You've actually predicted that Rodgers will wear a Raiders <laughs> uniform. So we'll see how that at works. At some point. It yeah. might not be this year, but I do think at some point we're going to see Rodgers in the, the black and silver. Agreed. I think he'd look good in that uniform. Uh, so here's the big question I wanted to ask, maybe a bigger picture question coming into the, to this week's pod is are the Raiders better or worse than last season, right? Like after this first wave of the offseason, after free agency, after the draft, are they better? Because we're going into Gruden's fourth year, and USA Today's touchdown wire has the Raiders third worst in their post-draft power rankings. So apparently we're not headed in the right direction, and you can see why. I mean, they haven't had a winning season the past three years. Gruden, 19-29. and 29. So it, is it, it isn't exactly going great, Marcus, but... You have some beef with this, right? You don't think the, the Raiders are the third worst team in the league right now? I don't because, I mean, I know what's going on here. People are looking at the depth chart now compared to the depth chart at this time last year, and they're comparing the rosters, and they believe it's just a worse team because there's no Trent Brown, there's no Rodney Hudson, there's no Gabe Jackson, and I get it. It really wasn't the Raiders team we saw for most of the year. They lost a lot of those offensive linemen because they were old and they were injured. And they retooled, they grabbed Alex Leatherwood, they paid Nick Martin, they brought back Denzel Good and Richie Incognito. I think the offensive line has a chance to be better. They also brought in Yannick Nagakwe, a proven pass rusher. Uh, They drafted a free safety in Trayvon Meyerig. I certainly don't think this is a worse team, and I think there's a chance that it's maybe even slightly better than what we saw last year. So even with Andre James at center, if that's how it pans out, you're you're good with this offensive line and incognito is getting long in the tooth. You're, you're not you're not worried about it because that's where they're harping on. You're right. It is the offensive line. That's where they go first. Yeah. I mean, last year, for the majority of the time, we were seeing Sam Young and Brandon Parker playing right tackle for <laughs> the Raiders. And <laughs> Alex Otherwood's just a better player and a better prospect. So I, I think they got younger at that spot. And listen, I think they also brought in some really talented guys on offense and Kenyon Drake uh, and John Brown, Willie Sneed. The offense, I don't think, is going to be dramatically better, but it's certainly not going to be worse. What about the defense, Marcus? Now, you brought up Ngakwe, so I think you did get better on the edge. Mm. That was a good signing. I think you got better at safety when you moved up to get Merrick, right? I think mm-hmm. we have to hope that you got better there. Now you have this this interesting young little combo in, in Abram and Merrick, and we got something there. What about linebacker, though? Well, we still have Corey <laughs> Littleton on the weak side, right? Like, we, mm-hmm. I mean, wh- What do you think about the defense? How much better did they get? What still worries you on that side of the ball? Well, the good thing is you can only go up when you're the worst defense in the NFL. So I, I, I don't I, I don't think they've gotten worse. I do think the big addition to the offseason, bigger than you know Nagakwe and bigger than Trayvon Merrick, is Gus Bradley. He's just one of the better defensive coordinators in the league. I think he's going to really help you know Nick Kukowski and Corey Littleton in the middle of the defense. Again, the goal isn't to be the number one defense here for the Raiders, but if they can be average or even slightly below average, I think this is a playoff team. So, again, we gotta we got to keep in mind the expectations. They're, they're not going to be a great defense, but I do think 
They're taking the right steps to getting back to being competent. Do you think that it's fair to say that the Raiders have officially shifted their focus on to the defensive side for maybe the first time in Gruden's tenure here, his second stint? Do you think it's fair to say that they're actually addressing that side of the football in a reasonable way that's going to appease the fan base? I think so, right? I mean, they've, they've brought in a, a couple guys that make a lot of sense with Casey Hayward, who knows the defense, right? Uh, they're finally throwing some numbers at the defensive tackle spot. Again, it's going to take a, a, lot a lot of numbers. It's going to take them a couple a couple years to actually rebuild this defense, but it does appear they're going in the right direction at least. I love it. So, all right, coming up next, we're going to get into the latter stages of the draft that we didn't hit on next week. I want to get Marcus's take on that. And the undrafted free agent, something I barely ever pay attention to, Marcus, but this year it's just heightened and it was just more fun. And we're going to look at the 10 players that the Raiders brought in and see if we can find any hidden gems in that group. We'll do it coming up next. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Marcus, let's start with the latter part of the draft. We hit on Leatherwood and married quite a bit last week. We talked a little bit about Malcolm Kuntz and, of course, Divine Diablo, who I think he could, he's going to find mm-hmm. his way on, onto the field as a linebacker. I, I, just, I just feel like they're going to find a place for him this year. Uh, what about the end of the draft, right? They don't pick in the sixth round. In the fourth round, they pick up another safety, Tyree Jalepsi out of Missouri. They picked up a yep. corner in Nate Hobbs, and they brought in another center in Jimmy Morrissey late with a, a seventh-round pick. But they did try to attack, as we talked about with the defense, they spent, what, five straight picks on the defense there? Mm-hmm. So what do you think about guys like Gillespie and Hobbs? Yeah, the Raiders actually had no intention of drafting Gillespie at all. Uh, they already drafted two safeties early in the draft in Trayvon Merrick and Dion, Divine Diablo. Okay, what's the story and, there then? So according to Mike Mayock, when they got to the fourth round, there was just such a noticeable gap between Gillespie and the next right player on their board that they had no choice but to move up and go get him. And I think Gillespie is a pretty good player. He's somebody in the SEC who is a pretty big hitter. He can cover a little bit. I think his role in the NFL is going to be as like a third safety. Uh, but at that stage in the draft, it's, it's just too good of a player to pass up. And then one more guy I want to mention, Nate Hobbs, a cornerback from Illinois. Uh, he is somebody who maybe not the best in coverage, but can absolutely tackle. And I think that's what the Raiders love about him. Uh, I know a lot of teams were hoping to get him fifth, sixth round. Uh, I think he could be a potentially a pretty decent number four corner for Gus Bradley. The undrafted free agent piece is fascinating this year, right? Because the player pool was basically cut in half for the entire draft. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on day three, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're into this thing. You're like in it. It seemed like teams were like trading back to stockpile seventh round picks, Marcus, to get a jump on some of these undrafted free agents because just the, the player pool is a little bit more shallow this year. And it was going to be harder to, you know, these guys that are undrafted free agents had a lot more value this year. It's the way it played out. And the Raiders bring in 10 guys. We don't have to go through every single one, but there's some names on here that are interesting, right? Like they pick up Max Richardson, the linebacker from Boston College. I'm not just Mm -hmm. bringing him up because I'm a New Englander, uh, but I'm bringing him up because he had the 11th most tackles in the nation. You got this wide receiver they picked up from Oklahoma State, Dylan Stoner. 
He uh, he caught 191 balls, 2,378 yards, and 17 touchdowns for Oklahoma State. <laughs> that sound like good numbers, right? So sure. I, I just feel like there's some good value sometimes here. And some of these guys, they sound pretty good, right? Like a guy like Matt Bushman, the tight end for BYU. There you go. An Achilles injury. He probably would have been drafted if not for an Achilles injury, right? So when you looked at that list, those 10 guys they brought in after the draft, who stuck out to you? Yeah, you named him the last one, Matt Bushman, a tight end from BYU. Didn't get the opportunity to play with Zach Wilson this year, uh, but the three years before that, he had at least 500 yards in every single season. Uh, I can't imagine what his numbers would have looked like this year if he got to play with Wilson. But uh, the Raiders kind of have a hole after the top two tight ends on the roster. And I think Bushman is somebody that could potentially fill it. He's a, he's a pretty reliable uh, you know, pass catcher. He can get down the field a little bit. Wouldn't surprise me at all if, if he makes the roster. He got the second biggest signing bonus for the team. Uh, I think he's a really interesting name to watch out during camp. Follow the money. Always follow the money. That's a good one. Yeah, so Matt Bushman. Here, here's one that I highlighted, Marcus. Garrett Groshek, the running back out of mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Former sure. quarterback, turned into a running back. Like I just feel like he's got Gruden, Gruden project player written all over him. Yeah, I mean, and the Raiders don't have a lot of depth after, you know, uh, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, and then Jalen Richard, who's really a passing down back. So uh, they're always looking for these between-the-tackle runners. Uh, and I think he could potentially be one of them. Yeah, and they picked up another running back, too, the the Trey Ragus kid from Louisville. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Little, little, Jordan, little Jordan Howard, like, for him. Yeah, he's got some good numbers, too. 38 rushing touchdowns. That's pretty good. Those are some yeah, good numbers. not bad. So, I don't know. I just felt like, do you agree that it was a little bit crazier with the undrafted free agents this year just because of the player pool and, you know, you called it the Wild Wild West on Twitter. I mean, <laughs> was it different this year than years past? Well, I mean, yeah, you nailed it because there's just not as many players. And we even saw a couple teams just completely ignore undrafted free agency. I know the Patriots were one of them where they're just, hey, we don't love the player pool this year. Let's just not spend any of that money. And then on top of that, Ryan, we still have the some of the COVID restrictions that were put in place from last year. So if you carry more than 80 players on your roster – you actually have to split them up in terms of practice time, in terms of everything that you're doing in the facility. If you keep your number at 80 or fewer players, you don't. So I don't think these teams are signing 15, 17, you know, guys in free agency after the draft. They'd rather just keep the guys that they know and they like rather than having to split their camp into two. I guess we're on to the summer now, Marcus. We're on to the summer. We're on to 2021, man. Is there is there anything about the team that – you know, your leadoff thought going into the offseason that you might want to leave us with here. I mean, what's the most interesting thing that you think is going on with the team heading into training camp in the meat of this thing? I'm curious to see what the Raiders do over the summer. Do they make another move to try to improve their defense? Richard Sherman is still sitting out there. He's still he there. Knows Gus, He's still he there. knows Gus Bradley really well. Uh, we heard some stuff over the last couple of weeks that maybe Damon Arnett standing with the team isn't great. Uh, so maybe he could potentially be on the move. Uh, I'm sure the Raiders are going to make one or two moves this offseason that surprise us all. So keep on a, keep a lookout for that. Make sure you're tuning into the Raiders Wire for all the latest news. 100%. Hey, Marcus, stay well this summer, all right? You too, Ryan. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We will catch you later in the summer. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.
just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.